So I got a very painful call about a young child. A young child, under 10, and I don't deal with that, and I told them they have to find an expert. They said, yeah, we just want to fill you in on what's been going on, and the advice that we're getting, etc., etc. And they have this yummy, delicious kid, you know, just like a tzaddik. Just a yummy, delicious kid at four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And this kid went through a lot of difficulties, a lot of instability, a lot of just just too much stuff, bullying, other stuff, whatever it is. And he 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 became very very um, angry in the last year. Started misbehaving. Started acting out. Started bullying other people because, you know, I guess after being bullied for a few years, he was made fun of on the bus to school. He was, he went through like, like a lot of different bad stuff. And now he's acting out terribly. So the advice that they got, and, and this is what's, what's very troublesome, is that, you know, he cannot act out. You can't talk that way to your parents. You can't um, push down your little sister. You can't behave this way. He's behaving in a way that you shouldn't behave, which we understand. And they also know why. There might even be more trauma, because a lot of times kids like this are targets for other trauma. But even if without the other trauma, COVID, he got hit very hard with COVID at that age, went through a lot of difficulties, just a lot, a lot, a lot of difficulties. And when you add it all together, it's very understandable that he's in a lot of pain. So now the advice that they got is not about healing the problem, the sources, the trauma, abuse, um, semi-abuse that we know of, but it's about now showing that you're not going to act this way and I'm stronger than you, mom and dad. You have to now show him that you're stronger than him, which in in a sense is really bullying. In other words, you know, now we're going to show you called the alam gvar that whoever is stronger, you know, is is the one who makes the rules. So he was a yummy, delicious kid. This happened to him, and we know why. And the the knife inside of him is causing eternal bleeding and therefore he's having trouble and therefore he's throwing up. So the advice is that when he throws up, you punish him. You cannot throw up in this house. You cannot throw up in this house. You can't, I told you, you can't, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't, and when you do it, and what, it, what does that do? That will stop him from misbehaving. That's the premise of the advice. And the trouble is that he's getting worse and worse and worse. He's getting angrier and angrier and angrier. And the more that the parents show that I'm strong and I'm going to put you in your room and lock the door, you know, I'll close the door if you, because I'll leave it open, but then you're not staying in, so I'll close it. And you're not staying in and you're opening it, so I'll lock it. What All this stuff, this, this becomes a battle, is causing him to be a bigger bully and to act out even more. And... The question is, first of all, why is the advice of the therapist not working? What's plan B? They're doing this for a few months. He's getting worse. 
And, and what's the plan B? The plan B is more punishment, more, more um, control, taking away stuff. Punishment means like, you know, okay, you misbehaved, you didn't behave normal, even though we know why, and we know that if such a yummy, delicious, good kid is acting cuckoo, that means anybody would act cuckoo. It's normal for a lot of people who go through what he went through to act out, so our tipul, our treatment, after, after years of being sophisticated, is we'll punish you. Not going to help the pain go away. There's no treatment method for the, the, the pain. We have to punish you. So even if they have a part of their therapy to make the child's pain go away, they never get to it because now they have such an angry child that the therapy session is wasted. And the concept is that we have to understand is pain, giving someone pain will never heal them if they're misbehaving because of pain. Cannot work. This is not my own words. The words of the Nesiva Shalom, in Nesiva Echenuch, which is for the ten bucks, everyone should buy it. It's a little contrast, it's beautiful. I have it, they have it in English also. But listen to what he says. When somebody misbehaves, if the source of the misbehavior is from, emotional complexities, is that good? In other words, not a Baltaiva, he doesn't have bad midos, but he's internally hurting from emotional reasons. He's not physically in pain. He's not psychiatrically in pain. He was a regular normal kid, but he's hurting emotionally. Any kind of, of how do you say maskana? Conclusion and punishment. Conclusion obviously means a negative conclusion. Any kind of, you know, an, an overpowering and punishment. He's just going to cause him more pain. He's acting this way because he's in pain. And our response to his pain, the way, the way he's acting out because of his pain, is to give him more pain. So now his fever went up. And then he says, Shebemuvan haruchni, from a spiritual perspective, zekahoyrig nefesh mamish. It's like you killed a person. If someone has fever, you give him Tylenol. If when they have fever, they don't act proper, you don't punish them. First of all, because you understand why they're acting not right. And second of all, because that's not ever going to take away the fever. Only Tylenol takes away fever. And if you give the Tylenol, then the fever will go down, and then he won't be grouchy, or she won't be grouchy. That's how you know you're successful. So the way that we control the behavior, we're the adults, we have so much power. When we use the power that we have for consequences, rules, and boundaries, very often... Um, let's put it this way, even when it's not very often, on those times that it works, all the tzaddikim are saying, don't do it. All, 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 Rebbe Yashiv Zatzal said, in this dar, there's no punishing, there's no small daicha, no rejection, 
only Yamin Makarov, Yamin Makarov, Yamin Makarov. Not because we're liberal, not, but we want to get the best out of our kids. That's what makes them behave the best. Punishment that used to work doesn't work. Many stories of Gedalim saying, it used to work, it doesn't work. We don't do things that don't work. There used to be a great concept called Tzvai Petsch. It was wonderful. We lost it. Now we need Tzvai Hugs. Rib Shmuel Kamenetsky, Shlita Zuzayin Gezunt, Meir He told a friend of mine, Chaim Wolf, I have a video where he says over the story, he said, there's nothing that you cannot accomplish with two hugs, with a hug, sorry, with a hug, that you can't accomplish with, I'm sorry, there's nothing that two pets could accomplish that you cannot accomplish with a hug. He said, but the kid's misbehaving. He's right. So when you would have patched him, hug him. He says, well, what if he's chutzpahdik? Hug him. That's the, the patch idea and the control idea and the go to your room and all that stuff, which creates rechuk, is not even good for normal, healthy kids. says all the tzaddikei hadar and the mechanchim, of even 40 years ago, Rav Shlaim of Alba, and Rav Steinman said, there's no chutzpah in our door. I mean, there's so many so many quotes for that. But but let's say it's not a regular healthy kid where you could afford maybe to make a mistake. But it's a kid who's suffering, and you don't know, or in this case, they do know. So then you have to look at the downside. Before any kind of tipul, you have to understand I would question the treatment method. I would say, what happens if it doesn't work? And now, on top of pain, the kid feels rejection from the mother, rejection from the father, power, control, bullied, using bullying meaning not for no reason, but for a good reason, but it's still bullying. And what if it doesn't work? What's the downside? Versus doing nothing, or versus doing what the tzaddikim said to do, to understand that he needs more love, and he needs more fun, and he needs the knives taken out, and it's a young kid, so it's much easier. And the answer is that if the treatment method that they're prescribing does not work, you're creating a monster. You're creating that in two, three, four years, we know here in this group what you most likely will be dealing with or might be dealing with. I think the parents at least should be told before you take a medicine, it always says side effects may be. Side effects may be, has a list. Side effects of this medication, if it works, great. I don't understand it. I don't know why it's necessary. I don't know why we have so many tools of Kirov Levavos that can heal the broken heart and it works so well. I don't know why they're not using it. But understand the risk. Risks may include that if this doesn't work, that in a few years from now, you're going to be dealing with a full-blown, what we call kid in pain, Kip, who's going to then be too big to punish and is going to be a monster and is going to rebel and is going to you're going to have an enemy living in your house. You could have a cutter. You could have eating disorders. You could have drugs. Everything's on the table. Because when they were kicked in the face and they were down and out and they expressed that pain by doing bad things, bullying another kid, being miserable, 
I mean, how are they supposed to express their misery? How do adults express misery? It's also not so pretty. But when you see an adult acting miserable, you try to find the root of the problem. You don't punish them and, and send them to their room and don't feed them supper. That's not going to work. So if this doesn't work, then they will be creating a monster. Uh, and then they'll say, oh, I remember when he was four and five and he was yummy. Yeah, right. And then bad things happened to him. And your response to that was by punishing him for his expressing his pain because you didn't like the way he, like he was supposed to at, at a young age say, you know, I feel like I'm in a lot of pain, you know, and which he, which he expresses it also. But yeah, when a kid who used to be happy and fun goes to his sister reading a book and kicks the book, out of her hands, he's saying, I'm in a really bad place, please, I need some help. He's not saying, I forgot how to behave normally, please punish me and control my behavior. That's like saying, you can't throw up. If you're nauseous, you're sick, put, put your hand on their mouth, control the nausea. Why not heal the nausea and make, make the person not need to throw up? The goal is to make him not need to act out. It wasn't enough bad things that happened to him, as far as we know, that we can't heal with prabir mitgittens, with good stuff. So why don't they do it? Because they say, you can't just let him. You're just going to let him? There has to be action. If you're just going to let him, I'm saying, no, 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 we're not going to let him. Your tipple, your treatment is going to take many months or years till you heal him, correct? And during the time... He's going to act out and get punished and act out and get punished. So my treatment method also takes time. And he's also going to act out. No, there is no way to stop a behavior today. It's always going to be a long-term thing. But the only thing that's going to save him for real now, and especially if these things don't work, to save his life when he hits teen, teenagehood, what they call it in Israel, there's like Chamesh Shlosh they call it Tipesh Like, you know, stupid, what? Tipesh Esrei. Tipesh Like, those are the teen years. And if he goes through a couple of months or years of being punished, and it doesn't work, it's going to be a slingshot that is going to come back with a vengeance. With a vengeance. And and he's going to feel like, like the kids cry, why didn't you believe in me? You're right, I misbehaved, but didn't you remember who I was just a couple of years ago? Yummy, delicious, smart, sweet. Don't you realize that I'm behaving this way because something happened to me? And is this all of the tens of thousands of dollars that are spent in college and, and learning and becoming you know, doctors in the field of psychology and psychiatry? That's where we're up to? Punish the child for bad behavior? It creates more bad behavior. It creates a feeling of I'm all alone in this world. It creates a feeling that these big monsters don't understand me and one day I'm going to get back at them. It puts, it puts so much into them. And this is a little kid, so the little kid can't fight the parents. This little kid can't, at this age probably, even though it's dropping younger and younger, but can't break Shabbos and can't say, I'm out of this religion. But it's a couple of years away. And we're putting all that on the table. If the parents would make a mistake and just coddle the kid, if you look at 100% of the cases, 
most of the kids would be better off with that. No, but you got to do something. No, they need to know. I'm with you. I'm not against you. I don't blame you. There has to be ways of treatment that don't require punishment, that don't require really violence against him. As a result, it's like a vicious cycle. And it's like, what is this, 1980 or, or 1600s? We're so much smarter. Gentle parents understand. And our matzliach, with not falling for this concept that you can't let him. You're right, I can't let him, which means I'm going to heal him so he won't do it, so he'll behave the way he used to behave. How? Not by punishing, not by consequences, not by taking away the the iPad or whatever it is and docking and making you miserable, because then you're taking the hole in the heart and you're making it bigger. And why is this such a chiddush? And why does it have to be that it takes years and years and years of failed therapy until you end up over here? And then we end up with a kid who's suicidal or a kid who's in a psych ward, a kid who's cutting themselves, tattoos, or just so far gone and angry, anger, anger, anger. A kid should never feel angry. We asked Reb Gershon Edelstein, Shlita, Zazayin Gazunt, Maron, Rashka Bahag, that's what they call one of the oldest, Zikni Hadar, Talmud of the Chazanish. And I have it on the video. We asked him about punishing regular kids. He said, Today there is no smel decha. There is no, no punishing. Which is what Rebbe Yashiv said. So we said, well, even a regular kid? And you would expect him to say, oh, no, 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 I thought we're talking about off the derech kids. I thought we're talking about teenagers. By teenagers, he said, if you do smell derech or watch the video, you're overlift naiver because you cause them to sin more. Like the Ramam says, that if you hit an older child, that the father is overlift naiver because you cause him to hit you back. So he says, it's not just hit, and it's not just a son, it's a boy, it's a girl. Anything that causes them to be over and keep it up or to do more sins or to more destruction, which is what it causes, is on you from your action. So I would have thought, okay, that's only, you know, the off the derech. He says, I said, even regular kids? And look, look at his face. And he goes, well, maybe. Like, he wasn't like, oh, of course you got to put the kid in place. He's like, even regular kids? Like, maybe watch the video. I don't, I don't want to not do it justice. Because he doesn't say, oh, of course, regular kid, you got to punish. I mean, it's good for them. We were brought up, our parents thought it's good for us to be punished. It was once good for us. And if you didn't punish your kid, you, you were a terrible parent. Don't let your kid walk all over you. It was good to be punished. And it built character. And today they're saying, no, 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 not anymore. Not anymore. So anyway, he's like, well, maybe. And then he says, if the child understands why he's being punished and agrees with it, if he understands, in other words, when we were punished, our parents didn't care if we understood why we were being punished and if the punishment fit the crime. And if we got overpunished, they say, okay, so you use it for next time. And it's good for you to have a little fear and to get a little extra punished. They weren't worried about because there was no boomerang effect. There was no boomerang that came back to hit you in the face five years later. It just didn't exist. We took it. Most of us were good. Some people are still hurting. The ones who were tortured, we're not talking about abuse. We're talking about regular parents that hit once a year, twice a year. Everything was was good. And now he's saying... If the kid understands why he's being punished and it makes sense, then the punishment fits the crime, then you can punish. Who do, who's doing that? 
Nobody, nobody sticks around to make sure and, and to care that the kid should, you know, because everyone punishes when they're angry, which is a different problem. But over here we're talking about that we know why he's acting out. And I'm getting calls all the time, 12-year-olds, 11-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 9-year-old. 9-year-old says, I want to die. 9-year-old says, I want to die. And the therapist told him, which I'm, 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 there are so many good therapists, but there are so many terrible therapists that they're so limited. Ther- therapist tells the parents, he's manipulating you. He, at nine years old, knows that when he says, I want to die, that you're going to freak out and you're going to give him his, his, his ice cream cone. Don't let him manipulate you. And I'm like, first of all, what if it's true? Second of all, let's say he's manipulating you. Do you know how unhappy a kid needs to be to need to manipulate their parents by saying, I want to kill myself? Should it ever get to that point? Is he a happy camper? Is he happy, thriving? You see it on his face, and he just every once in a while wants extra dessert and says, I'm going to kill myself. No, he's miserable all the time. He's, he's failing in life. Something's pulling him into the ground, and he says, I want to kill myself. I would say, I don't need him to want to kill himself. I don't even want him to half want to kill himself. I want him to want to live and enjoy life. This is very far, and they're like, don't be in his ball. Don't be in his ball. He's manipulating you. Like, I'm shaking. I'm, I'm shaking just, just repeating it. Besides for the fact that many times we know that these kids are really hurting and eventually terrible things happen. But I'm like, but I'm like a kid who needs to manipulate his parents for whatever he thinks he's going to get by saying those words is so far from normal. The situation needs to be worked on so much from the kid's perspective. From the parent. This is so far from what we thought we were going to get, having normal kids. No, we're not going to accept that. He's manipulating, and that's it, so don't fall for it. Don't show that, that you care. Say, okay. It was one therapist, and it doesn't represent all therapists. There are some good ones. One therapist told the parents, you say, okay, I'll miss you, but, you know, it's your decision. You, you have a right to kill... Right, that, that, those are the faces that I made. I'm like, you went to school for this? The kid's saying, ow, 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 ow. And we're saying, okay, listen. We'll miss you. We'll come visit you at the grave, you know. I said, chas v'shalom. But he's manipulating you. Okay, so then let's say he's a manipulator, which all of you, basically, when you came here, said your kid's a manipulator, and now you realize that they're not. But let's say this kid is born... As a manipulator. So what is the treatment of a manipulator to stop manipulating? Going head to head? Not at all. Our our medicine works terrific on what looks like to be manipulators. Turns out later they're just in pain. But are we not smart enough to know how to manipulate a manipulator? We're the dumb ones that this little kid can manipulate us and the answer is don't let them manipulate you. I don't care. Okay, go kill yourself. Have a nice life. No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you the ice cream. Like, don't we realize something is very wrong with this kid? And, and our answer is not just going to be force, and our answer is not going to be shutting the kid down and creating a kid that feels that my parents don't believe in me. My parents don't trust me. So today the kid's davening. In a year from now, forget about it. And then they're going to say, oh, he's about taiva. I never met a kid. I'm working doing this 20 years. I never met a kid in all my journey, that their problem was taiva. And people who don't 
work with the kids and with the parents directly with the kids. It looks like taiva, but it comes from pain. You take away the pain. Take away the pain. That's the job of the therapy. Don't make the parents into being a part of the therapy. It's like, I don't really know how to fix this kid, so here's what I need you guys to do. You have to become now, instead of being mom and dad who love and support your kids, you now have to become security guards, border patrol. You have to get taser guns, and you have to start being the army. You will not behave that way, punish and consequence and fight with the kid. This is what we do to somebody uh, who's in pain, who's acting out because of pain, and is going through months or maybe years of pain? Really? That's what we would do? Is that what we would do if you had physical illness? Physical illness and he's acting rude or manipulative or... Is that what they tell parents to do, to tell the kid, no, go to your room, I don't care how much the chemo hurts, you're not allowed to behave that way, we discuss this, punishing, taking away iPads, sit in your room by yourself, and, and, and just have hatred brew inside of you? Is that what we do for physical illness? Why do we think that a kid who has emotional pain should be any different? Let's remember the words of the Nesiva Shalom. If the cause of the acting out, the root cause, is emotional pain, then any punishment that is going to create more emotional pain is like spiritually taking a knife and stabbing him. You're killing the kid. It means in spirit. It doesn't mean Yiddishkeit. It means spirit. Right? And I'll tell you, on behalf of those kids who I know and who open up to me and emails that I get, they would much rather that you took a knife and you stabbed them and killed them. They would much rather just kill me, end my life. I'm good with that. Instead, you make me live and be in hell, and all of a sudden I'm the disappointment, and I'm on again, and you give all these long drushes, all these speeches. We told you, and again you did it, and again you did it, and eh. Okay, very nice when they're little. Every drusha will boomerang in your face. You will regret it and regret it and regret it. And at some point you're going to have to realize that instead of having, we could have had two years of pain to deal with instead of eight years of pain. We don't have to wait, we don't have to wait for the kid to be a drug addict and, and sneaking in, doing who knows what or hurting themselves or other people in order to start this. The Nesiva Shalom gives the treatment method. He says what to do. Why shouldn't we listen to the Nesiva Shalom? I understand if somebody tries the Nesiva Shalom first, it doesn't work. Then you want to go to the Gaiyusha way. Okay, I hear that. Why did, why did the from therapists not even first say, hey, why don't we first say what the Nesiva Shalom says? Look, he really he wrote it down real nice and clear. Kishirayim eitzel yelad rach oi begil hispagras natiya l'shchitos When you see a child, a young child or adolescent or teen or whatever, and they are starting to get involved in bad stuff, because this kid is a little little young, but... We know, if this doesn't work, the downside in a year or two is going to be, yeah, he's, oh, we caught him with the iPhone, he's smuggled in, he's watching this, he's doing that. So even if it's much worse, he tells you what to do. He says it's, It's like we're watching in front of us a, a spiritual fire. And, and that's true, right, as a parent. And I speak to grandparents that call, call me. It's so painful. You see this yummy, delicious kid, and they're they're now all of a sudden they're the dress, 
the tone of voice, the attitude, the tznios. You're watching a Mamisha Holocaust on a human being. You're watching this kid fall apart. It's like the kid's on fire. It's it's like a, a spiritual, and again, it means spirit. It's spiritual also. It's, it, it affects their Yiddishkeit also, but it just means not a physical fire, a spiritual fire that you're watching. You see this kid, it's like they're on fire. And the same kid is all of a sudden, the skirt just starts to shrink and the, everything is, and they start acting out and they start cursing. The language, you've all been there. So what should you do? So he says exactly what to do. He gives you the medicine. Why do we think that the Nesiva Shalom, that his medicine would not work? Follow what he says to do. Buy the book. Read what he says. Follow what he says. We can save this whole thing as a misunderstanding because we're creating, when they act out young, it's so much easier. We're creating that they're going to get older and they're going to have years of pain and anger at the parents. You punished me when I was down. You punished me. Didn't you know that I was only acting out that way because I was in so much pain? You couldn't think of any way to take away my pain? This is what you did. You locked me in my room. You took away my eye, my, my rights to, to, yeah, okay, you could take away my rights when I'm eight years old. I'll get you back when I'm 12 and 13 and 18 and 20 and 25. It's like, where's the seichel? What in the world is happening? They don't, they're, maybe they're young, I don't know. They don't stick around long enough to see the boomerang that comes back to hit us in the face. Every single parent who I've ever worked with even the most wonderful parents, when the kid starts to act out and you don't have hadracha, they make mistakes. For every negative look, every negative word, every negative thing you did to that kid when they started acting out, you paid a high price. It didn't work. And you paid a high price. If it would work, it's not like, it's like, oh, Avi's a softy. Oh, Avi wants you to be soft on your kids. No, I'm telling you, if it would work, all that hard, harsh stuff, put him in his place, don't let him let her get away with it, stop giving him money, take away um, watching time, uh, all this stuff. If it would work, I'm, I'm okay with it. If they're going to be in five years from now, healthy, happy, f- wonderful. I don't care what the treatment is, but you better, you better know that if it doesn't work out, and I'm not sure why it's necessary to do, like I said before, why go against the Nesiva Shalom's advice and Rav Shalom of Alba, and so much. Why go against them to begin with, I don't know, but let's say you do go against them. If it works, Hashem should bench you, it should work beautifully. But you should ask, what are the odds of this working? Because if it doesn't work, the price that, that, that we will pay as parents, as family, as community, is hor- horrific. You'll look back, you'll say, I would have been better off doing nothing. But you're going to just let him get away with it? Turning a kid into a, into a maniac, into, into ending up in the psych ward, into cutting themselves, into being full of tattoos, yeah, it's better to do nothing. Even though that's not the treatment method. There's a lot to do. There's a lot to do because the only thing that takes away pain is pleasure. Why don't we give pleasure? Why don't we give extra pleasure to make up for the pain that they went through? Because we don't want to spoil them. So because of that, don't give chemo. Because this chemo feels good. feels yummy. So instead, let them sit with the pain. 
give them more pain when they act out because of their pain, and that's going to make them better? Like, where's the seicho? You should tell the therapist, listen, if this advice doesn't work, I'm going to sue you. If you go to the doctor, and the doctor tells you to amputate your kid's leg, and you find out it was for no reason, you sue them. Now, I'm not uh, like a very hot-blooded guy trying to like do a mass lawsuit. I'm just saying is that there has to be responsibility given for the advice. Don't just give advice. Think it through. We know that they're acting out because of pain. Don't give me advice to cause my kid more pain. I won't do it. The opposite of pain is pleasure. Take the kid on a vacation that they don't deserve. They got pain that they didn't deserve. You weren't there to protect them when they got bullied. You weren't there to protect them when whatever, all the bad happened. All of a sudden, now you're here to punish them for behaving because of what happened to them. And that's parenting. Since when? Learn how to do it. Find the people who are giving the right advice, who are kind, and who, I don't know why you need to be kind. You can be very mean and also give the right advice. It just works. It makes sense. Take away the pain by giving extra attention, and don't worry about spoiling. You're just balancing out from the million ounces or kilowatts, I don't know how to judge it, of pain that the kid got that they didn't deserve. Balance it out with pleasure that they didn't earn. All of a sudden we become so like judge, jury, oh, you didn't earn it, you're not better than it. They treat them like everybody else. No, they're not like everybody else. They suffered. They're suffering, not like the other kids. Okay, that's enough for now. I hope and pray that parents will wake up and not create more business for me. I'm trying to put myself out of business. Amen. There's no greater bracha for the world. Put me out of business. That's why I would tell these people, I have still have some people that they, like they call me in the earlier stages and they're like arguing with me. I'm like, dude, do your job. I won't, I won't have any business. Don't argue what I have to do with, with all of you in stage four when all your advice didn't work. They're arguing with me. I should be arguing with them. I'm like, you just make sure that nobody ends up here. There's 10,000 therapists. All their job is to do is to make sure that as the kid goes from stage one to stage two, that you don't need to be here. Once you need to be here, guys, stay out of the way. <laughs> Let us do our job. And we have a lot of cleaning up to do for all the bad advice that you paid a lot of money for. Now, there are therapists that are trained by wonderful top people like Trisha Tia and Shimon Russell and people who are like, they have therapists that are smart and they're intelligent and it's not just, oh, they told me in school that if the kid misbehaves, you got to punish. So I got, you got to punish your kid. Otherwise, you're gonna, he's going to be a monster and you're not good parents because you don't punish. And he, he wants your, they craving boundaries. Did any of you hear that? They're craving boundaries. Don't you get it? You're not a parent. That's your job now. Now you're Border Patrol. Now you you are ISIS. They're craving boundaries. If not for you giving bound, that's your job. It's like, really? I thought my job was like to provide and give love and like teach right from wrong and give a little, you know, pachi in the, in the tuchus when they're two years old and say, okay, go to bed. And, and to do, I thought, now, oh no, now, Got to get my rifle. They're craving it from you. They want you to be angry at them and to show how disappointed you are. That's what their nefesh needs to heal. Oive, Oive is right. Craving boundaries. 
That's your job. And if you don't do it, you're a bad parent. All of a sudden, you take these nice parents, like, and all of a sudden, it's like, for some people, they, they're like, great, I live for this. I love being mean and cruel to little people. And they're like, sure. Fight, yell, scream, anger. Satan loves this. Yitzhahara is so excited. Talk Lashon Hara about him. Treat him like a piece of garbage. Hate on your kid. Great. Right? But some people are like nice, soft people. are like, no, 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 no. I, I, didn't, I didn't sign up. I'm sorry. No. no. Craving boundaries. If you don't do this, you have to lock her out of the house. How many people were told to lock their kids out of the house? Right there. And we, how did that work out? Not too good. You're here. Craving it. That's what they need. Don't you? They're testing you to see if you really are a loving parent. And by how will you prove that? By stop to give them money and hugs and smiles and compliments and love and show them that they're horrible, disgusting people. And I'm exaggerating a little bit. But that's how the kids feel. You could say it with a smile, I love you so much. But you know, we discussed this, and you can try contracts and signing stuff and whatever. The whole Maseu is Neveya, Nisibuchim, Nafshim. And therefore, since it's all coming from emotional pain, always. And on, if we're wrong, mostly we're right. And on those kids, it works also where it's not, right? It also works. So, Harikom Askanav Ain Shalev Makam Anachain, no, they're not craving your boundaries. They're not healthy. There's there's healthy kids. And yes, they're craving five o'clock five year olds are craving that you put them to bed on time. Yes. That's good. That's good. You could do that. We're not talking about healthy kids. We're talking about that they're 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 in pain and you could see that they're in pain and it's busting out. No, we don't respond to that with violence. We don't respond we're not part of the circle of violence. We're not going to do that vicious cycle. Absolutely not. You know how to heal my kid? Please, I'll bring him here. I'm going to give him extra lollipops and extra ice cream. I'm going to make him really happy. So he's, we're not going to have a war at home. And I'll bring him to you, the doctor, to please do the surgery to make him happy. But I'm not going to turn on my kid and make him hate me because that's not what I'm going to do for now. And if because if it doesn't work out with your skill... I'm going to end up with a super angry teenager who's never going to who's going to make me pay, never going to forget that I totally abandoned them when when they needed me most. I'll end with this. Shimon Russell speaks about it, and I found the cartoon and I put it in the manual. Um, it was hard to dig up this thing. He mentioned it once in his speech, and basically you see this kid. He's playing and he gets angry. His Blocks falls down, so he kicks it across the room. The mother punishes him or tells him to stop. Again he does it, and again he does it. She says, that's it. She takes him by the collar. She puts him into the bed. You're going to bed. And he's going, wah, 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 I don't want to go to bed. I don't want to go to bed. She's punishing him, puts him in the bed. As she's leaving, the kid says, but mommy, aren't you going to give me a hug goodnight? Every night he gets a hug goodnight, right? So what does she say? After the way you behaved... No way, I'm not giving you a hug. So he says, but mommy, now's when I need it most. We take away love when they need it most. Kids and adults and everybody who are going through hard times and people who misbehave, people who act out, need more love, not less love. And what do we do? We punish them and no hug because you're bad. 
You are bad. B-A-D. I can tell you, I've worked working with kids for almost 700 kids, 20 years, and I've had kids who did terrible things. And I never met a kid who was be'etzem, essentially bad. And if you're going to look at them as bad, they're going to feel it, and that's your problem. I told my kid when he was uh, about 13 years old, one of my kids, I'm not going to say which one, I said, you know, you're such a tzaddik, you never do anything wrong. And he looks at me and he says, no, ta, I do stuff wrong all the time. You just don't look at me as bad. And I saw stuff. He's no angel. But I didn't look at him, I didn't look at him as bad. And we worked through it, expected it. It's normal. No one's perfect. But that was his perception. He understood, I do bad stuff, but you don't look at me as bad. If you, if you look at your kid as bad, you are bad. Besides, we have so much studies not to label, not to say you're bad. Or Apam, Yaakov Avinu gives criticism to Shimon and Levi. Or Apam, your, your anger should be cursed. Right? Rashi says, right? He didn't curse them. He didn't say you're bad. He said your anger is, is a problem. Go, you have an anger problem. Go to anger management. We all have issues. That's your issue. But you are good. Never label. Or if Pam Zatzal, I sent out, he writes about, about labeling kids as, as the worst thing. He calls it verbal abuse. But besides for that, it's just, I, it's not true. To label somebody a bad label that they're bad, right, and they're not bad is even worse. Not, you shouldn't do it even if they would be, but I've never met a bad kid. I met kids doing bad things. I met kids who were doing very bad things. And the, the more they felt disconnected from parents, the more sick they were and the more bad stuff they did, which is what Reb Gershon Edelson Shlita said. Look at the video. I said, what about mental illness? Right away, he said, the kid's acting out, right? They feel like, I don't have a mother, I don't have a father. And that creates mental illness, which is just so interesting because there's so many, you would think, okay, that's for some kids, but that's where he zoned in on. And I could tell you it's true because we had so many kids that had so many mental illness diagnoses. And after a couple of years of TP, where did it go? And the psychiatrists are saying, oh, it's gone. We can lower the medication. They lower it. They lower it. I don't tell you don't go. Go to the psychiatrist. Let them do their job. And, and you make your kids healthier to the point that they'll say, we can lower the medication. Kids not so suicidal. Any of your kids were suicidal before coming here? Right? We had so many hundreds of kids. And B'li'an her, B'li'an her, B'li'an her. Hashem should continue to protect us. Not one suicide. So many kids that were in psych wards before. And... I would say 98%, 99%, 97 Someone should keep track. But very high percentage of our kids will never see a psych ward. Because you have a mother and you have a father. So whatever the chinuch is going to be, for any regular chinuch, for any Kiwis, kids with issues, with any stage one, two, three, four, we will never, ever be a part of their pain. We will not cause pain to kids. It's never part of a treatment method. Let's hope that people can internalize that. I really hope so. It's so painful for me to see these kids full of rage. Instead of just having their original pain, now the rage is at their father and at their mother and at adults, and then they stop trusting adults, and it causes them to go mashugah. Okay, Hashem should watch over all of our children.